All right. Hey. So, tell us about kicking people's asses and taking all their names. Congratulations on getting that out. Yeah, thanks. Um, I've been working on uh, publishing a book for about a year and a half. And so I started in um, 2020, yeah, beginning of 2020, started writing a book. And then, you know, just like everything else, pandemic flipped everything upside down. But uh, in summer of 2020, I got back on it. And uh, essentially, it's um, the uh, just a culmination of all the things that have helped me as an entrepreneur to, uh, to be productive and, um, you know, leverage my time. And so, uh, finally got it published end of December. Wow. What were you doing, uh, before COVID mostly? Uh, what I still do now, I, I founded a digital marketing agency in 2009, my brother and I, um, I'm still the standing CEO, but I probably check in once or twice a week. I have a COO that runs everything. And so, that's one of my main businesses um, that runs. I do uh, consulting uh, for business coach consulting, kind of, kind of like a glorified business life coach, if you want to call it that. Um, it's, which is what it turns out to be most of the time. And then uh, I have a uh, another business that I just launched, um, which I mentioned, um, IsoSync Labs, uh, which kind of spawned out of the whole productivity thing and biohacking and and uh, and whatnot. So. Yeah. Very cool. Good stuff. So you've combined business and life coaching because that's, I, I don't hear that too often. So I'm a personal empowerment coach. That's what I call myself. What usually ends up happening is I just, just a consultation I had this morning. There's a lot of like, um, uh, you know, game planning, getting focused, uh, putting together a 30 day action plan. And then the other half of it is more along the lines of what's holding you back. You know, why, why, you know, what I brought to the table wasn't so life changing that you couldn't have done it without me, right? Just helping you get clear and put tasks in place. Um, and most of the time, there's, you know, a lot of uh, limiting beliefs. There's a lot of things that happened to them in the past, uh, things that we usually end up working around. Um, I'm an NLP practitioner. So I'll go into reframing some of the stuff, um, you know, that they've had failures, you know, bad investments things that are holding them back from their success now. So rather than being a, a business coach or a life coach, um, it's more of a, a more of a personal empowerment coach for entrepreneurs, kind of help them in, in a multifaceted way, which is kind of what it's evolved to be, which I like. It's a lot of fun. That's good stuff. Um, so what is the most challenging part for your business? The most challenging part for my business, I would say, is uh is that everybody's business is different and um you know that's that's uh just this morning i was dealing with a veterinary um he's been a, a vet a veterinary doctor for 38 years and he's wanting to make a transition and um it, you know and so that that was kind of like a curveball never dealt with that before right most of the time i've dealt with people who either have had businesses started businesses or or, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and, uh, but, you know, again, the, the, the common ground, whether you're, you know, pivoting or going into a different uh, industry is uh, everybody wants freedom. They want, they want to be able to live that, you know, freedom lifestyle, or at least have enough money to make the choices that they want to make. Um, and then they need some kind of clarity 
uh, some steps on how to get there. A lot of people love to live in the in the big, you know, macro uh, aspect of things and and dream big picture and what they would like to achieve. But then when it comes down to what's step number one, two, three, and four to get me in the direction of that is is where a lot of things fall apart. Um, and so the biggest challenge for me is being able to to uh, find that common ground, no matter what business that they're in. And, um, and then take it from the macro down into the micro and give them a 30 day, you know, step plan. And then I end up being an accountability coach from that point most of the time. <laughs> right. That's fun. So how are you, re how are you finding your, your clients? Cause in today's climate of inter internet and tons of people out there pushing stuff, how do you, how do you get seen? So this might sound kind of uh, interesting coming from someone who owns a digital marketing agency, but the the most effective way I find my clients is through number one is leveraging other people's audiences. And um, then number two is referrals is, is how I'm getting most of my clients. And that makes sense. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. So what has been the biggest uh, transition from pre COVID to COVID with your your business model. I mean, have anything, has anything gotten better? Has certain things gotten worse? So, um, it's kind of a couple answers to that question. So the digital marketing agency, the, the biggest transition for that was the, um, we had to make a pivot where for many years we were focusing just on video SEO and um, we would uh, create ads, video ads for clients. We'd get them ranked on page one of Google organically and YouTube. And uh, that worked really well, still works really well, but that was like our main focus. Then we started to kind of bring on more, um, more of the jack of all trade things, you know, We'll do social media, funnel building, lead gen, kind of stuff like that and bundling it all in. And pre-COVID in tw late 2018, 2019, we decided to go back to focus to specialize in what we've been really good at. When in the middle of COVID, I would say around March or April, um, people didn't seem to be too interested as far as that business goes in uh, video SEO. Uh, because it is a little bit more of a longer game. Um, you have to invest in it for a few months before you start seeing the results. And businesses wanted more um, faster. They want, they're like, we need something now. You know, we need to start generating some stuff now. So for that, the pivot was we had to bring on more of those services and start um, uh, uh, offering, saying, okay, hey, we can do more of these things for you. As far as our strategy, how that changed though, is instead of saying we're going to do it all in house, we brought on a whole bunch of channel partners. And so what we did is we uh, kind of became a conglomerate of multi uh, digital marketing agencies that specialize in Facebook. Some specialize in, um, you know, paid advertising, like organic, uh, some specialize in geofencing, stuff like that. And we kind of brought them all in together and we've been going back and forth with that sharing, driving traffic, doing more value ads, which has worked really well. So, and which is the crazy thing is that the end of 2020 ended up being one of the most 
lucrative years for the business, 212 Creative, um, in its you know previous year's existence. So you know, for us, it ended up being a blessing, and it worked out. On the personal side of things, um, with my coaching, uh, I had to get more personal. Um, prior, I did have more. Uh, funnels because I come from the marketing world. I had some funnels going through free opt-in stuff like that. That dropped off quite a bit, um, and had to get into once I started getting more in. You know, like uh, as Gary V says, right? You know, your two cents or whatever the hell he calls it. You know, getting in the DM and talking with people. When I did that, then it jumped back up as far as networking. It's really funny though, because most all the connections I made networking, none of them turned into clients. It was people that they knew or networks that they plugged me into, which turned into clients. And Shaper ended up being a really good uh, one. I don't know if you've heard of Shaper app before, but that was a really good networking app. Excellent, man. So you, you transitioned your business. You didn't really suffer. You actually did well. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm happy about it. Blessed. I know a lot of people suffered. They did. And, you know, it is sad, but you have to adapt. No one really knows how long this COVID aftermath is going to last. So you have to navigate through it. You can't just sit back and take a beating. Yeah. Well, there's opportunity in everything. You know, you just got to be able to, to see it that way. And, um, you know, being a, an entrepreneur now full time for 12 years, you know, you just kind of everything is an opportunity. You just kind of start to see things that way. Oh, this didn't work. Well, okay. What else is going to work? That's kind of how you see life, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's to. it. Absolutely. So where do you see the, um, the future of digital marketing? Because just like the past, there were a lot of uh, website creators. That was a big business. And then they had Wix and, you know, apps where you can do it yourself. And now I'm starting to see more apps or softwares for digital marketing so people can do it themselves. So how, how do you think the future of digital marketing is going to change? You know, that's an interesting question. I was having this conversation on a mastermind group and um, we were talking about this. I really think in, it, there's two areas where it's going to change. Number one is um, I really think that People, businesses, people, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, they're going to have to put a lot more time in that personal one-on-one, -on -one, kind of like, who am I? What's my mission? Why am I doing this? What's my story kind of a thing? But instead of doing it um, from a commercialized standpoint, they're going to have to be a lot more personalized. I think we've gone so long with these, um, you know, these automated systems that people are beginning to tone out, um, you know, subconsciously. We're seeing all kinds of ads. We're seeing all kinds of free this, free that. Um, and people are starting to tone them out. But whenever you have, you know, someone just holding their camera in front of them and they're just talking, people are stopping, <clears throat> excuse me, stopping and listening. So there's that. I think that there's going to have to be more a, a meld between the personal uh, and saying, hey, I'm taking time out of my day to bring you value type thing, melded with the, you know, however you can automate or um, leverage that so that way you can reach a larger audience. Another area is, um, which is lead nurturing. 
Um, you know, there's, there's a ton of, uh, of companies out there that can generate leads. They can drive traffic. They can, you know, put together funnels and, and whatnot. Um, one of the biggest areas that we focused on um, and still focus on is that lead nurturing. So after they've booked a call or after they've, uh, you know, f- opted into your email and after that, the, the system has generated that interest, what's happening there? Um, to get them either to booking a call. And then once they've booked a call, what's in place there to keep people reminded (laughs) that, you know, they have an appointment and that it doesn't matter. Hey, this comes up. It might be an emergency, but you forgot that you had an appointment kind of a thing. And uh, so there's a huge thing there um, where, uh, which we do a lot of automation um, and we help uh, businesses from the time that that warm lead turns into a hot lead and they book an appointment, then we have um, a lot of automation in place to keep in front of them. It seems like it's coming directly from our clients, but it's that personal connection. It's mostly all done through text and that's drastically increasing um, conversion. So I think that, that those are the two areas that we're going to be focusing on because like you said, nowadays, Almost anybody can, you know, generate a lead or build a website or run traffic or, or whatnot, um, you know, but it's what are you doing with those conversions and how are you getting people to the table? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so it's really just coming off a little bit more personal, less robotic, and that usually requires more work. <laughs> it does. <laughs> and it kind of, you know, it kind of stinks, but uh, there's always somewhere within the business you can automate. Um, so, you know, what I always say is, is uh, if if you want to continue being the you know the face of your business, then be the face of your business and automate everything else. There's Absolutely. with AI and and everything else that we have. There's a million things that you can automate and uh, and get going. So that's uh, one of the things I talk about in my book as well is uh, outsourcing and automation. Excellent. Um, so psychiatrists and psychologists always go to see a shrink or or a psychologist. So who? Where are you going to get your inspiration? Um, so, yeah. So any, any good uh, coach has a coach, right? So I have a business strategist who specifically helps with strategy. And then I have a business coach. He's more of my mindset type coach. Um, he's actually one of the original uh, in, in, the, in the NLP space over in the UK. And um, uh, he actually helped me get my certification as well. So, yeah, the, you know, I, I have to... Uh, tune in once a week as well to, to the people who kind of help keep me aligned, you know, cause I even, I, I just think, cause I just had a conversation yesterday, you know, I wrote a book on productivity yet the last week and a half has been nothing but total burnout for me because I've been doing nothing but working and haven't had a balanced <laughs> life, you know, of course. <laughs> and uh, you know, so that's why he was like, well, you know what? That's why, that's why coaches have coaches. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent, man. So what would be some of your, your biggest tips for all our entrepreneurs budding or growing entrepreneurs? I would say post-COVID because this is a new time. It may be permanent, may be for a few years. Everyone has to do something different, obviously. Yeah. So I think my biggest tip would be, um, you know, now's a really good time to evaluate where you're at. Um, if you, if you like it, if you, if you want to try something different, every time that there's tor- turmoil, there's always a lot of new opportunity on the table. 
And so you just have to be able to reframe it to be able to see it that way. And I'm, excuse me, I'm coming across a lot of people who are looking for change because 2020 had thrust them into situations, whether they were just doing the nine to five Monday through Friday grind. And then now they're at home and they're like, well, crap, I can work and make money from home. And it's actually not bad spending time with my family. So it's making them think, well, you know, I don't want to go back to the, to the, to the grind kind of a thing. Or on the flip side, some people are like, you know what? I don't enjoy spending as much time with my family. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get back to work, but still strike a balance because I still want to be present. Um, so I really think it's just being the best thing is like, is, is sit back and just kind of be aware, take kind of an accounting of where you're at, what you're doing. Do you still like it? Um, if, if anything, 2020 has probably brought to a lot of people's, you know, the forefront of their mind is that life is short. Uh, pardon my friend, shit can happen. And, you know, you, your friend, your spouse can end up dead or sick and you're in a pretty bad situation. And so, you know, where, where are you, where are your priorities? Are you doing what you love? Um, are you doing what lights you up in the morning? Do you wake out, you know, wake up out of bed? And raring to go. And if not, then I think now's a really good time to, to reevaluate that. But at the end of the day, the hustle's still the hustle. It's the same. You know, you, you're going to have to hustle to make a dime. You're going to have to hustle to grow a brand, to build a business. And depending on what your what industry you're in right now, that can be harder or it can be easier. Um, so make sure that whatever your hustle is, you pick it smartly. So that way you can kind of stack the cards in your favor. But that's, that would be my suggestion. Evaluate your, where you're at, make sure it's where you want to be. If not, there's nothing wrong with changing or pivoting. Um, and then number two, you know, just keep it that you, you're still going to have to work to, uh, to make ends meet. And, uh, you know, that's just the name of the game. You might, you might have to work harder for less money this time around. Yeah, maybe. You might have to. <laughs> so one thing I did want to ask you, how did you come up with the title of that book? I mean, I love it. <laughs> yeah, The Art of Kicking Ass and Taking Names. So funny thing is, is that the working title was Kicking Ass and Taking Names. And then um, we found that there were a couple other books uh, on the market that had a similar name. So my lawyer suggested to me, just in case that you, they can't sue you because there's laws in place, but they can make your life difficult if they wanted to. And so one of my colleagues said, how about The Art Of? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. So, <laughs> so essentially, Genius. you know, it was, yeah, I was like, great. It just changes everything. Um, so, you know, I, I came up with the title of the book because ever since I've been full-time, my first business I started when I was 16 years old. So I've been an entrepreneur for uh, 25 years, but I started full-time 12 years ago um, whenever I decided I wasn't going back to corporate America at all. And one of the biggest things for me was the burnout and, you know, kicking ass and taking names. It's really nice for us entrepreneurs to be able to wear a badge at the end of the week and say, you know, man, I really, you know, effed some shit up kind of a thing. And I feel good about it. Uh, but when you kind of take into account all the different areas of your life, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, and even spiritually, energetically, however you want to call it, you know, we need to have a good balance. And so, being able to kick ass and take names, 
uh, and feel good about yourself, but it's the ultimate guide of mastering your day without burning out is the subtitle. And um, I feel that at the end of the day or at the end of the week, however you slice it up, if you're able to come home and feel like you really went out there and tore some shit up, but you still feel good, you're not completely burned out and you're like, man, I got plenty of time for my, my girlfriend, my partner, my wife, my family, my kids, whatever it is, then that's the real win. So that was the inspiration behind the name of the book. Very cool. Very cool. So what's next for you? Um, you, you you're clearly a guy who gets everything. You're smart. Uh, you, you have some great tips for entrepreneurs out there. So what's your next big endeavor or your next risky business or angle or pivot? Yeah. So that's a good question. So IsoSync Labs um, is, is that next thing. And, uh, and, and that is risky because I'm, I'm dipping... I'm dipping into the industry of, uh, of biohacking, health, fitness, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's clearly saturated. There's a ton of stuff in there. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm uh, going in against the likes of, you know, some really big heavy hitters. However, the, the difference is, is the quality of what I bring uh, to the table and to kind of just give you a little explanation of what that is or, you know, your listeners is, is um, it's essentially brainwave entrainment. And brainwave entrainment isn't anything new. Um, binaural beats were discovered back in 1839. And, but what I found is that what was on the market, because I've been using binaural beats since 2011 to help me focus and to help me sleep better. Um, and they worked sometimes. And so in 2019, whenever I really started to deep dive into neuroscience and biohacking and how can I really turn myself up to number 10 without burning out and stay there, um, that led me down a really long road of, you know, how the brain works, right brain, left brain, hemispheric balancing, all of that kind of stuff. And so that took me back around to brainwave entrainment. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been here before. And so as I began to study that and see what was out on the market, I found out that there were newer technologies that did a much better uh, job. And they're, they're, as far as that's concerned, there's not a lot uh, of competition in the market. But the challenge or the problem is, is that binaural beats and isochronic tones are usually combined as one and the same when they are actually two very different things. And all it, all it really means is just taking advantage of the frequency following response of your brain and putting, uh, creating a frequency that puts your brain into one of five states of consciousness. And so I kind of call it like a work mode, a focus mode, a sleep mode, a super focused mode, or if you want to be in a meditative mode. And I'm really making it simple, like with those statements. But the point is, is that you can get yourself into a state of ultimate focus or get the best, deepest sleep of your life. And it doesn't take pills. It doesn't take meditating for 30 minutes, 60 minutes a day. It doesn't take changing your diet or anything. Um, you can literally just press play and get into it. Um, and so, you know, so far we've had a soft launch. It's been really successful. We've had a ton of uh, positive testimonials come back. So I know that when you start, you know, taking food out of other big companies uh, plate that uh, people are going to get pissed. So I'm ready for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. That's great. It's brave. Very brave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hey, you know, I mean, we've helped people with narcolepsy sleep, uh, their best night's sleep that they haven't slept in years. 
And, um, you know, so it's a, it's a win-win, right? I can bring something to the people, to the people, to the market, uh, that, that can benefit their lives. Um, you know, they can get off drugs. Uh, my inspiration was my wife. I first helped her and, um, you know, uh, she doesn't take sleeping pills anymore. And so, you know, it's been a, it's been a great thing. And if, and if you're able to do that and then also make, you know, good money at the same time, why not? Beautiful, beautiful. And it's not bad having a wife as a guinea pig. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> so that's great. Well, man, Matt, uh, it seems like you're doing it all. Um, you're clearly uh, a bright guy. You, you, you really get what's going on. I completely agree with you with, with balance. It's so crucial. You can be, you know, work your butt off and focus and still uh, just fall apart if you're not balanced. So I completely agree with that. And um, entrepreneurs got to understand uh, you just can't work hard. You can't just work smart. You got to do everything. So it, it all clicks. You know, it's, I get it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And yeah, whenever you can get all of those or most of those in the same line as each other, then that's when shit really starts to happen. Everything lines up. It's true. It is true. Well, thank you, Matt. And uh, again, I wish you much success on the book. The art of kicking ass and taking names. And don't burn yourself out. Yeah, and you can find the book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, or you can go to my website, themattaponte.com. And that's a Ponte, A-P-O-N-T-E. Uh, and you can get the book or the audio book there as well. Excellent. Thanks for uh, coming through. So we can mind your biz. And uh, we'll talk to you sometime in the future to see how you're doing. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All the right, time. Matt. Stay well and successful.